Welcome to the podcast of the Vine Church in Fullerton, California. For more information, visit thevineoc.com. The story of Jesus' resurrection, as given to us in the Gospel of John, is a story of seeing and believing. But what a person sees and believes can change as eyes and ears become open to new things. When Mary came alone to Jesus' tomb, probably to mourn, her discovery of the absence of Jesus' body led her to believe something that was very logical, something that made sense given recent events. The dead body of Jesus was gone, gone from the tomb, and and they most likely the authorities, either Jewish or Roman or both, they had taken it away somewhere. It just would have made sense. Where else would a dead body go? It's possible that the authorities feared that the tomb would become a place of protest or pilgrimage, and and with the body gone, they would have eliminated the possibility of post-death adoration. So Mary ran until she found Peter and John, you know, John, also known as the the one whom Jesus loved. And she told them what she had seen and what she had come to believe. And then the three of them returned to the tomb so that Peter and John could inspect things for themselves. And sure enough, it was just as Mary had said. The whole thing would have been insult upon injury, this, this violation that they had come to believe had happened. Well, that's how perception works for us, isn't it? We see something that has occurred and something that is perhaps out of the ordinary and and our minds begin to scramble to, to locate familiar and reasonable frameworks that will help us to make sense of what we've seen. And then we, we believe something just because it makes sense to us. That's, that's usually how we do it. And that was how Mary and Peter and John did it. Soon, some of the other disciples would believe likewise, but after Peter and John left, Mary remained at the tomb, now experiencing grief upon grief. But what she had come to believe, based on what she had seen, was about to unravel. Mary is twice asked the same question. Woman, Why are you weeping? She is first asked the question by angels who who are now occupying the tomb where Jesus' body had laid. And then she is asked the same question again by Jesus himself, who Mary doesn't even recognize. Even though her assumptions about how things ought to be have been disrupted now by the appearance of angels, she still cannot let go of what just seems to make sense to her. She sees Jesus, But it cannot be him because he's dead. So who else would be in the area at this time? Well, most likely a groundskeeper or a a gardener of some kind. And, And in her confused grief, she even asks this gardener person if he has for some reason taken Jesus' body away and and would he please give it back to her? It, It just sounds like a desperate, almost irrational plea as if the man raking leaves and trimming trees would then just take a break and steal a dead body from a tomb. 
But Jesus doesn't correct her thinking. He simply speaks her name, Mary. You know, we're not given any sense of tone in the text itself, but I can't help but hear Jesus speak Mary's name with tenderness, just the way Jamie spoke it out this morning as she read the text. And that's when seeing and believing take an entirely different turn. In hearing him speak her name, the sound of it familiar and kind, Mary now sees the risen Jesus, and, and her prior beliefs about the possibilities that exist for dead people are, are flipped upside down. Because of what she hears, a sound that's precious to her ears, and of what she sees, a, a sight granted to her by Jesus himself, she now believes something that's new and amazing. How do we believe? Well, we, we believe by seeing. We also believe by hearing. We see and we hear the, the testimony of our scriptures and something stirs within us. We, we open our eyes to a new reality as the Spirit of God speaks to us and we suddenly realize that the groundskeeper is really Jesus, beckoning us to see him. We see, we hear, and we are invited to believe. Father Vincent Donovan was a, a Roman Catholic missionary in East Africa for a number of years, ministering among the Maasai people who had not yet been reached with the story of God's reconciling love in and through Jesus. And Father Donovan learned very quickly that his own Western way of looking at the world did not help him talk about God to a people who did not share his cultural assumptions or his perspective on life in general. Over time, however, he, he felt as though he learned more from them about God than he had been able to teach them. And he tells the story of a, of a conversation with a Maasai elder as they spoke together about the concept of belief. The elder said that Donovan had, had chosen a word in the Maasai language for belief that just didn't quite work because it was just a word that meant to agree to. And the elder said that such a description of belief was, was like a, a white hunter shooting an animal with his gun from a great distance with only his eyes and his fingers involved. The elder suggested that Donovan find another word, a, a word that was more like a lion going after its prey. He said that the lion picks up the prey with his eyes and his ears and his nose. He uses his legs to chase the prey down. His entire body is employed in the act as he kills the animal with a single powerful blow to the neck, and, and then he enfolds the animal into himself and makes it part of him. A lion kills that way, the elder said, and a person believes in that way. The elder went on to point out that his tribe had not initiated Donovan's contact with them. It was not their idea. Donovan had searched them out and told them about God. The elder said to Father Donovan, You told us of the high God, how we must search for him, even leave our land and our people to find him. 
But we have not done this. We have not left our land. We have not searched for him. He has searched for us. He has searched us out and found us. All the time, he said, we think that we are the lion. But in the end, the lion is God. Indeed, the lion is God. Just as the lion pursues its prey, so does God pursue us. Not to consume us, not to absorb us, but to reconcile us to himself in love. And we find that our faith, the, the raw material of trust in God that manifests itself as belief, expands and grows when we take into ourselves the kinds of stories that we have heard today. The testimonies of faithful friends bolsters our faith because we are redirected from our tears and our sadness to the possibility of engaging with the God who pursues us, the God who seeks us out and takes us into himself. On this Easter, we celebrate the risen Christ, the celebration of an event that we have never seen, but whose testimony from the scriptures resonates in our souls as we hear the echoes of Jesus' resurrection and the stories of new life that continuously emerge in the lives of the people of God. And in the hearing, we realize that this lion that is God is wrapping his arms around us in love. And on this Resurrection Sunday, this Easter Sunday, let's join together in a traditional call to praise. I will read and then I'll call us all together to read. Leap and spin, you powers of heaven. Burst into explosive songs of joy, all you companies of angels. Let the throne of God be surrounded with the praises of all that has life. And now we say together, the earth glories in her maker, new mountain and valley glow in splendor. The sea on the shore whispers the praises of Jesus. Rivers stream through thirsty soil, bringing news of gladness. The Redeemer is risen. His glory fills the earth. The trees thunder their praises and loudly clap their hands. Sound a trumpet through all the earth. Our morning star is alive. Risen in splendor, he is among us. The darkness is driven back. We, his people, join in the dance of all creation. And we say together, we praise the blood of the lamb that has bought our freedom and reversed the curse of disobedience and willfulness. Jesus is the true lamb that was slain, whose blood is on the door of our hearts, whose blood is the protection of the lives of all believers.